Welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. Today, we have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, Toy Sweeney. Why don't you introduce yourself? Because I know you have a lot of amazing accomplishments that I'd love to just hear again. <laughs> um, I am Toy Sweeney. I'm founder of a well-dressed, of the Well-Dressed Brand and author of the book, Secrets of a Well-Dressed Brand. I own a fa- um, image consulting and branding company. I have been featured in Forbes, BBC News. Um, I've been featured on over maybe 20 different podcasts. Um, I was a style director for QVC, a bunch of different fashion companies over the years. I used to design evening wear and dresses. (laughs) I've done a whole bunch of different things. I think I've worked um, just about every job from styling to sales in the fashion industry. Wow, so thank is, you so much for having me. Yeah, it is amazing to have you on the show. That is that was really interesting to hear all all about that. So we were talking before recording this, we we're talking a little bit about um the way that people view you based off your looks. Do you mind uh talking about that a little bit? Yes, I'm so excited about this topic. My entire business is built on that very thing about dressing the way you want to be addressed, dressing your message, you are brand and what you Um, put out into the world is what people take in. What you broadcast is what gets received, just like a television, right? Mm. And so you want to make sure that there is a strategy behind the brand message that you're putting out. And oftentimes, Christian people kind of tend to think of like, well, it's just a pair of jeans or it's just this and I don't feel like it. Um, But all of those things are setting you up to either go 10 steps back or 10 steps forward. And so um, when you get dressed, um, not only are you sending out uh, the first impression, but the question is, are you sending out the right impression? Mm -hmm. And in that 10 seconds or nine seconds that it takes for you to make that impression, people are deciding if you are um, competent, if they can trust you, if they find value in you, Um, If you're attractive, if you're promiscuous, they're making all of these assumptions in nine seconds. (laughs) That's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. So I work with um, high-end clients. I only work with founders or CEOs of companies, or you have to be some sort of a television personality. And I helped them to use their wardrobe as a business strategy. It's very interesting. So when it comes to maybe like more, I don't want to say just like everyday people, but you know, like your average teenager, young adult, how would you say that they should start thinking about their wardrobe a little bit differently? Because I know it's not the first thing that comes to mind when they wake up in the morning is, oh, how are people going to dress me based off what I wear? What would you suggest for them starting out like viewing themselves? Well, I mean, it's such a, it's a difficult um, time and interesting time because as people are preparing for college or to graduate from college, um, you know, it's really not something that you think of, honestly, but the same way that you are figuring out what school you want to go to and what job you want to do, you want to start dressing and acquiring things for that job. So I would say, think about your dream company that you want to work for, do all the research because you're going to do it anyway and figure out, you know, what their dress code is, who can you connect with that already works there at that company um, and, you know, kind of get a foot in the door um, in a different way so that when you finally show up and you get there, you already look the part. Nice. 
And I think one of the things that's really important is the first impression part, because I think not only is like you, you don't really hear a lot about how impactful a first impression could be, especially when it comes to clothing. There was a really interesting book that I was reading about. Um, it was the Thinking Fast and Slow. It was all about people and thinking between statistics and other such things um, by Daniel Komen, who was this Nobel winning scientist who basically like completely changed how statistics are thought about. Um, when it comes to people and how they view those things. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he was viewing was stereotypes, not necessarily like the stereotypes that we think of every day, uh, although they do fit in this category, but more of what your brain has set up as stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So things of like, stereotypically, we think of a car as having four wheels, these sorts of things that your brain uses as structures mm-hmm. to apply to different scenarios. So when we come up to a new scenario, we use our stereotypes to try and come mm-hmm. up with new solutions based off things that we might have not experienced before. Yes. So what they found was interesting is that they were doing a study based off looking at people and hearing things about them between um, either their gender, their height, their weight, their eye color, different things. And then they would see like a picture of their appearance and they would be able to, and they tried to like figure it out based off their, those people's stereotypes. If that person was maybe a truck driver or a librarian, these sorts of things. And it was amazing Mm -hmm. because sometimes they didn't even show the picture and they were just given these different little details. But what they heard about a person, what they, Mm -hmm. their first impression completely changed what they thought about them. Yeah. And that's, you know, the same as with your wardrobe. You know, you're always sending something out and people, we're all kind of, I like to say, drinking out of our own emotional cups. And you already have a narrative running in your head about yourself and about somebody else. And so how you show up matters. Like it's a difference between, and neither one is bad, but it's just different. So you have a different thought about someone who shows up nowadays like ripped jeans and vans and, you know, whatever. And, you know, you may think like, oh, that person's cool, Mm -hmm. you know, but if, you know, it's a different story that you're telling yourself, if he's showing up, you know, with $500 jeans and the latest Jordans and, you know, a $300 like Gucci sweater, you know what I mean? In your mind, when I said those things, you just told yourself a narrative about each of those people. Mm -hmm. And so... I think that that just what is just naturally what happens. I don't think that we're ever going to get away, even though we're in this time of diversity and being completely authentically yourself, we're never going to get away from first impressions. You know, Um, my friend and I were just shopping, um, putting some looks together for her website last night. And um, my friend um, was uh, dressed really down. She wasn't wearing any makeup. She's like this global, global huge big deal makeup artist mm-hmm. um and she just you know her hair was like up in a messy knot and she didn't have any makeup on and so we had stopped this woman because we saw her in the parking lot and we thought oh my word she was stunning mm-hmm. stunning and so we ended up in the same store and when we said oh excuse me like to give her a compliment she turned around and she looked at us and there was just a look of disgust on her face. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was going to, I think she thought we were going to ask her for money because maybe because to her, we looked homeless. Like we just really would like, you know, we're like, we're going to pull an all-nighter. We got to style this for this event. You know, we're not, you know, at this mall to look and be prestigious today. Yeah. We're working and we just like, whatever, we need to come up here and get a few things. But um, she turned around and looked at us as if we were going to, give her some line about, 
you know, um, you know, oh, I lost my bus pass. And, (laughs) you know, I'm like, if you saw the, the, if you saw the car my friend pulled up in, I don't know, ma'am, you know, and she just looked at us as if we were, you know, dirt. And um, we, we kept talking about it all night. Like, can you believe how this woman looked at us and you can just see the judgment, Mm -hmm. you know, on her face. And so, and we were dressed very differently. You know, I was dressed a little bit more pulled together. Um, I had makeup on, I had, you know, I was kind of dressed like me, um, but my friend who's gorgeous, uh, way more beautiful than I am. She just was like, you know, out, no makeup, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at us like, oh, you know? yeah. so we were just laughing because as we went from store to store, it was interesting to see the impressions that we were making on different people from all walks of life. And so we were talking about that. So I just think that, you know, don't, don't think that, um what you wear doesn't matter because it does Mm -hmm. and um as you float out into the world and you're working with people who are your age that are older than you everybody's drinking out of their own little emotional cup and so you don't know how harshly they're judging you you know i think that you know you probably will get that if you haven't already that people uh discredit you because of your age you Mm -hmm. know and how much do you actually know you know it's the same with your wardrobe if you have on a skirt that somebody else seems too short or pants that are a little too tight or you know maybe whatever they feel like you're in their small minds feel like you're not fit enough to wear x y and z you know so you kind of have to um decide what side of the fence you're going to stand on yeah you know And when a lot of these things, it's not even like people are necessarily trying to do these things, but a lot of them are like subconscious. It's a part of the natural way that we go about things. We're looking for, I mean, like if you think about it from a psychology standpoint, we used to be looking for potential mates and predators and these sorts of things. And it's kind of, that's how this system has adapted to the years. Now it's become fashion, how people look, how people should be treated and other things. I mean, there was um, like, you'll see in a lot of spy movies and other such things, people who would just like put on the security uniform and can just walk through security. That's a part yeah. of your actual <laughs> stereotype of what an officer should look like or what they Absolutely. should look like. So the same thing goes into play. Like if you were to think about it, a lot of these spy movies would be ruined if someone were to think <laughs> for a second, may, maybe that person wearing that uniform isn't actually right. part of that duty. We just go through, we see the uniform, we see what they wear and we're just like, yeah. okay, that person belongs there. Absolutely. And that's how we got phrases like mom jeans, right? Mm-hmm. All of these things came from somewhere or dad bod, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. They, it came from somewhere. There was, there was a masses that agreed that this is what that thing looks like. And so yeah. I think that when you're thinking about the way you want to move into the world, um, you know, how do you want to be seen? How do you, what category do you want to put yourself in are you saying Mm -hmm. like hey i'm in my own category i don't need to be like you or i'm going to break stereotypes and do this this thing Mm -hmm. um it really is a point um you really want to make a point to stand out but if you're working for a corporation you have to blend in as well and so it's really about being able to find that balance so i always say you know try to be known for something so maybe it's the way that you prep for interviews, like maybe you send a mm-hmm. video um, as opposed to just a resume, you know, maybe you um, do an infographic resume so that your picture's on there and there's mm-hmm. graphs and charts of what you've accomplished. No, most people don't send something like that. Yeah. Um, and then once you get in the door, maybe you're known for your shoes or funky socks or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you want to be known for something you want to leave. Um, and I don't, I, I'm over this whole, first impression thing 
Um, because I don't think, I think that it's just whatever the impression is. Mm. I think that you want to aim to make the right impression. Yeah. You know, because I don't, I think that when people first, I always like to use Gary Vanderchuk as a, um, an example. I think that when people first started um, being introduced with him, when he swears a lot and he's at these conferences and you paid all this money for these tickets and most of the speakers are in suits and he's in like pink high tops, you know, a t-shirt and sneakers and he's swearing like crazy. You know, some people were completely turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was their first impression. But when you start to see the value in what he was saying, he still made the right impression. Mm. So I think that gone all the, are the days of making a good first impression because uh, it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. People are going to read the color that you wear differently. They're going to read the specific items differently. So you want to make the right impression based on what you want to do um, in the next five years and what you want to say in the world. Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of that comes down to being intentional with what you wear and mm-hmm. what you're looking to be to become in the future. And all of these things comes down to being not only aware of where you want to be and where you want to go, but mm-hmm. being intentional with choosing that right path and to be able to like if you want to, you know, go through the security gate, you need to look the part, right. and, you know, <laughs> these sorts of yeah. things have these kind of areas. A lot of the times it comes down to I mean, I for a long time and you know occasionally still don't think about what I wear in the mm-hmm. sense of I might meet someone that might be able to provide a huge opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it comes down to what's the cleanest and what's the closest thing for me to grab. <laughs> and it's that's how kind of like these patterns these habits have developed but it's going to come to kind of reframing how how is this actually impacting my day and mm-hmm. are these like if you were to think about it are these these opportunities, these different people that I can get to talk to if I didn't have, uh, let me think, let me how to phrase this correctly. If I had worn something nicer, if I'd worn mm-hmm. something that looked more like the part I wanted to play, would I have talked to more people that have gotten me closer to that objective? Absolutely. And this is the same reason why so many um, college campuses have a rule or an unspoken rule, some of them, uh, that's about dress well, test well. Right. It originated in London where they were trying to decide if this specific school was if they were going to do away with their uniforms. Well, they Mm -hmm. did a study and they found that they actually scored better on tests um, with their uniforms. Now, their uniforms compared to what we wear in the U.S. was very dressy. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like wearing a suit, um, like, you know, it was like your business finest. And they voted to not get away, do away with the uniform because after they started realizing that all these studies are showing that when you dress well, you perform at peak performance, you know? So it does impact you more than just a cute shirt from here and a great pair of jeans from there. Um, When you start looking at it as like a hustle strategy, you're like, "Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. I need to show up and be my best. And so even a lot of the students that I mentor as they're taking SATs, um, you know, they are dressing up to go and take their SATs on the Saturday because, you know, I've been talking to them about dress well, test well, you know, a lot of it, I think comes down to like the confidence level. I mean, you can see Mm -hmm. a lot of times in different shows, I'll hear people like, low, look at how confident this person looks in this type of attire. And a lot of it does come down to like, I tell you when I'm wearing a suit for whatever reason, (laughs) I definitely feel like James Bond walking to wherever I'm going. It's awesome. I love that (laughs) feeling. And it's very interesting how, that how much that plays a part in how you act and how people treat you 
mm-hmm. and that is such a huge thing. So when it comes down to important events like going into your first interview or mm-hmm. these different things, being aware of what you want to be and fitting this role and being intentional about it is super important. What else would you say for people that are going to either not only a first impression, but what impression they want to have on others? How would you suggest people starting out with that? Well, I think that, you know, you have to sit down the same way you would when you're trying to prep for your week or your days or your months. It Everything is about a plan and a strategy and then you execute. So you have to decide, like, how do you want people to see you? I remember being in high school and thinking about that and thinking about that very thing. Like I, and, and it didn't change when I got in corporate America is how do I want to be perceived? What do I want people to say about me? when I'm not in the room, I want them to say, you know, in high, I'm thinking in high school, like, okay, I want them to say that I'm smart. I want them to say that, um, you know, I have a great sense of style, um, that I'm kind, that I'm outgoing, um, you know, and that I have every, I have every reason to go to fashion school. It mm-hmm. needs to make sense. Right. And so, um, so those are the things that I kind of wanted to say, and that's what I put out into the world. So I didn't have, um, you know, thousands of dollars. I remember I got nominated for best dress in high school and I was up against this girl who was wearing like everything like hot out of like Teen Vogue. Well, I made, ev- you know, pretty much everything. I was cutting off this and dyeing this. And so I certainly was more creative and I did not win, um, <laughs> but I was happy to be nominated. You know, but I still was able to get my pointer call. So I think that mm-hmm. you have to just decide. We all have circles of people that, you know, if they wear certain things and it kind of starts, um, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like exactly what you were saying. Like when you think of the word cheerleader, football player, ice hockey, wrestler, track runner, foot, you know, all these mm-hmm. things, images just completely popped into our minds. Yeah. You know, and during my day of school, it was like, oh, punk rock. It was, you know, you know hip hop yeah. kids. It was, you know, this, that, and that. And then these pictures would pop into your mind. And so I was a mixture of all three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had a very unique look <laughs> for sure. But, um, but yeah, so I think that you have to just decide like, you know, what are you wearing? What are you doing? What are you working on? That's getting you closer to your goal in the next five years. Or is it taking you further away? Mm. Is, are your choices taking you further away? What does your social media look like? Are you, you know, are you taking pictures of you drinking and vaping and doing all these things? Or are you about your hustle and your grind? And are you building your friends up? Are you doing things in your community? Um, you know, all, are you doing all, all of those things and then dress accordingly? And yeah. it's going to look different for every phase of your life. If you are helping the community center build a recycling program, you're going to look one way that day. And yeah. then the next day, you know, you're like, I'm at Starbucks, you know, I'm going to work on my grind today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm working on my podcast and that's a whole nother look. So you have to have several things in your arsenal to really build upon. That's awesome. And I think especially talking about the social media and that sort of like how people view you is definitely a big part because i mean if you think about it we hear about these stories occasionally in the news of people who have been who have lost their jobs like movie directors and other such people who have lost their jobs from things they said on the internet like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago and if you think about it for a lot of us 
that time frame when they said it would actually be now for us like for people yeah. who are like teenagers just starting out these mm-hmm. this is the 10 years ago so what happens right. now might affect <laughs> you 10 15 years down the line mm-hmm. and it comes down to are you being intentional with does this reflect who i am and right. does this reflect where i want to be going because if 10 years down the line if my job if my uh, boss comes and looks at this would right. i still have a job these sorts of things really reflect who we want to be mm-hmm. and where we're going. And it changes, you know, you're not going to be in the same spot. You're not going to be thinking about the same things that you're 10 years from now that you're thinking about now. And unfortunately it seems like those tweets and stuff last forever. Okay. Someone can always find them. And so I do think that you, um, again, it comes back down to like, who do you want to be in the world? And even if you're still figuring it out, sometimes it's just knowing who you don't want to be in the world. Mm. You know, you don't want to be someone who um, doesn't have a diverse group of friends. You don't want to be someone who starts fires. You don't want to be someone who's cruel to other people. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of want to decide like, no, I plan on, you know, owning my own company or working for this company. And I want to be seen as smart. I want to be seen as kind. I want to be seen as funny. Then be those things. And all the things you don't want to be, then don't be those things. Those are simple things that we all can do now. Like kindness is free. Smiles are free. Are your pictures always smiling or are you always doing a duck face? Like that stuff is all going to be like, I heard this comedian say, oh my gosh, that's so funny. He said, um, he was saying about, he was making a joke about millennials, but he was saying, you know, they're going to be like, look at the pictures from their past. Like, and it wasn't photo albums of pictures. It was just food and duck faces. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, oh, I never thought about that, that they're, that we're in the, the world of individuality and me. And so we are taking selfies and we're, you know, less of family pictures and yeah. you know things like that of you playing with trains. And it's more about like, look at this, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. oh man, like, He's like millennials showing their grandkids their pictures. And he's like, look at this cake. <laughs> look at this duck face. Look at this seafood I had that one time. And I thought that was so funny. That's because really I'm interesting. Like, I never thought about that. Yeah. That what really you know, you're creating your future, as you said. So that's that's really interesting. So when it comes down to the impact of what you wear, I definitely am starting to think of different things that I could do differently between um getting more, I think. When it comes down to me, a lot of times I wear graphic t-shirt and jeans because that's generally where I want to be like someone that's approachable, like kind yeah. of relax and that kind of vibe. But I also like um, going more or less with like a plain color t-shirt because it's it's nice, it's clean. And definitely the things that you were saying like about making sure that at the bare minimum things don't have holes, stains, that sort of thing or smell. Mm-hmm. These All of these <laughs> things definitely come into play. Um, so definitely be doing laundry more. <laughs> Yeah, but even for your brand, right, you can either make them on your own or Mm -hmm. you can, you know, get T-shirts that, you know, have your podcast logo on. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to be building your brand to the point where you are starting conversation starters. Like, so maybe you have pins or, or, you know, patches or whatever Mm -hmm. that really talk about the platform that you started because this platform is important and, um, and it's, it's valuable. And so if you're going to wear a, a, you know, a graphic tee, why not have it be your own graphic tee, mm. you know, because that's branding as opposed to being a part of the brand. Mm. So I don't know if you are aware of this, but um, personal branding 
the phrase was coined by Tom Peterson in 1997. Wow. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> you know, in 1997, he coined that phrase and talked about how we're in the time of, of, of the individual. And he yeah. said, you know, we have to start marketing ourselves the same way that big companies do. And so all these years later, it's still very relevant. And so, you know, if opportunity doesn't knock, then you have to build your own door. And you want to always be prepared to build your own door. And the best way to do that is personal branding. That's good. I need to, I need to write that down. (laughs) Well, we have it recorded, so. (laughs) Play that back. Play that back. (laughs) You know, but that's, you know, that's the way to think of it. You know, even you know, what you're, like I said, what you're doing is very important. And so you want to start building a platform for that because by the time you, you know, go off to school and come back, you know, you're going to have, you know, five times as many followers. And Mm -hmm. this is something that you can certainly launch an entire business off of this idea. So yeah, awesome. Well, it was great talking to you. Is there anything you'd like to say before we start wrapping this up and Um, just a reminder, you know, that you are always, you are a brand, whether you realize it or not. Mm. And your clothing is kind of your packaging. You know, all the things that are in your brain is the contents of, of the product, which is you. And then Mm. think about your clothing as a, as your packaging. And so if you were creating, you know, um, a product for tomorrow, you would spend a lot of time on the packaging. So make sure that you take the time and package yourself properly before you go out into the world. And definitely the idea that being intentional with where you want to go and what you want to do and that realizing that people are, they might not even be aware of it, but they are definitely looking mm-hmm. at how how you dress and they're definitely making decisions like, like we were saying, are you a competent person? Is this person able mm-hmm. to do um like i don't know if they're if are they able to help me are they able to take the opportunities that i want to give to people that i have Mm -hmm. like this opportunity for a new job are they going to be able to handle it Mm -hmm. these sorts of things are made off of appearance and things and not even be consciously these things happen Mm -hmm. subconsciously and so it's good to take advantage and be aware of it at least and be intentional with how you show up so with all of that being said thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it was awesome having you on my pleasure thank you so much for having me and to all of our listeners i say this yet again stay hungry for knowledge Mm -hmm.